you're entering the vicinity of an area adjacent to a location. The kind of place where there might be a monster or some kind of weird mirror. These are just examples. It could also be something much better. Prepare to enter the scary door. Ordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone All right, impromptu podcast time uh, because Adam wasn't here for our uh, rankings of season two of 2019 Twitter Zone. So he just put his list together. Adam. A bad, bad boy. A naughty boy. I guess right, we'll, we'll do it so the same way. We'll start with number 10. Okay. And uh, just let me know what your number 10 is. I'll tell you what mine is. And we'll talk about yours, not mine. Okay. Number 10 is you might also like. I. I that's what who is that for it's not for twilight zone fans it's not for people that aren't interested in twilight zone it's not for the 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 mass public it's not for young people it's not for old people it's a an episode of the twilight zone made specifically for the director and nobody else it's made for one person and the title alone is either insulting or very on the nose because it suggests when you first read it, well, you're really going to like this. But also it says might. So it's, you might. It, it should say you, could, you couldn't possibly also like. There's, there's a better title. I think it's a trick to get people to watch it. Because like most like streaming, you know, we're, we're in the age of streaming services. And I think both of you and I both use a lot of different streaming services where you're watching something yeah. and then it gets close to the end. Oh, by the way, you might also like this show or this this particular series or this movie because it's similar to that item um, so it's so bad that you have to literally call it you might also like just to get some poor fool to click on it and actually watch it so at some point there's gonna be a thing that says you might also like you might also like that's what that <laughs> is schmuck for watching it. yeah, yeah it, it's it needed a better title as far as i think they're going for the commercial thing because they have she has commercials in her dreams and that's what the whole thing's about for some fucking reason it should have been called like i don't as seen on tv i don't know something you know something referencing that because the title they gave you means no sense makes no sense no yeah it's and you know what that director i i don't really know how i feel about him because like i said the last my last experience with that director was gretel and hansel which while a very pretty film to look at not terribly interesting to watch it's not written well it's a really bad script that doesn't really go anywhere uh, it's not one of the worst things i saw in 2020 but it's not one of the better ones either yeah i i only saw i didn't see that one i saw the his previous work black oats daughter i didn't I love it it's it is what it is you know, it's one of those. Th- it's not my style of of that kind of movie. It's just a a little too. He he is a little too artsy fartsy for his for its own sake. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Like I was, I was thinking like the guy that did Mandy. He's one of those directors that's more concerned with having his own style. Yeah. Than actually entertaining anyone. Yeah. Well, I, I like Mandy. It's it's fun. Too. But. Yeah, Oz Perkins, I don't know what the fuck he's going for in this. I don't know why they gave him carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wanted with the Twilight Zone episode. If you listen to Oz Perkins talk, like in an interview, because I watched like some backstage stuff. Oh, did you? Uh, 
console came out, uh, he's definitely a guy that likes the smell of his own farts. Yeah, he he has his dad's ego. Like he took his dad's accomplishments and then claimed them as his own, and and got this ego over that, which is just bizarre. If he he should be like most Hollywood kids and have died of an overdose twelve years ago. He's the new Max Landis. Yeah. Very similar. Uh, only Max Landis seems like a decent guy. Some of Max Landis's scripts entertain me, but yeah. that's because I like bad movies. He he actually writes bad movies for a living, and it seems to pay off for him. It's so. working. Working well. Yep. Guess what my right. number 10 is. <laughs> What's your number 10? You might also like. You might also like? You might also like? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't also like it. What's your number nine? My number nine is eight. Okay. It's just, as much as we laughed at it, it's too stupid to even take seriously. I, I can't honestly rank it any... The only reason it doesn't get a ten is because you might also like is so offensively bad. Yeah, yeah. Where this eight is just really badly made. Like, somebody really thought that was a good idea, and you watch it, and it's just, like, super cringe. Like, if you had to watch that in a public setting, I think I would die of cringe. I would. Yeah. The only reason it's not number nine on my list is because I liked it in a B-movie way, where I'm like, this is so stupid that it almost gave it, like, a little perk. Because I rated it lower than my number nine, but I enjoy watching it more. Like, I think it's a worse episode, but I actually get something out of it. Uh, Because number nine, is for me, is Ovation. Because I watched all these twice. Because I watched them all, I binge-watched them, and then when I, the day of the recording, I had to watch them again. And eight flew by. It's, a, it's one of the shortest episodes. And I laughed again. But Ovation, I was like, oh, this fucking episode. She's sitting in a... Uh. We'll talk about Ovation when we get into a near list, but... <laughs> at least eight had something in it. Uh, I think my issue with eight is it feels like a filler episode, and... We also live in an age where TV seasons are only 10 episodes. You don't really have time for filler episodes when your season is only 10 episodes long. It's not cool. Especially no. when you're asking people to pay a premium price to watch this shit. I think this episode is going to be one that benefits from the black and white. Because what they did last year for season one is they released it. A while later, they released them all in black and white. I've seen that, yeah. So I think 8 would benefit from that. The first time I noticed that was when they did that with uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which I have yet to actually watch that in black and white. I did. that movie is so full of color, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much, but I do actually want to try. I did. Watching that in black it, and white. See, it's not worth it. I didn't think so, because that, that, that's honestly, that movie, I don't want to turn this into a, a Fury Road podcast, but... That was the last thing that I saw in a theater where I just really went wow for yeah. the whole damn thing. It like, won... I was just like amazed at how good that movie was. I do my favorite movie of the year, and it won for 2015 or whatever the fuck that came oh, out. For sure. Yeah, that movie's great. That's but, uh, pretty much my favorite movie of the decade. <laughs> yeah, they also did a black and chrome version of um, Logan. That that one worked a little better. That would work. Yeah, that one worked that, better. That's totally a western, and westerns should be in black. And yeah, black. but the. Uh, the the problem with the black and chrome version of Mad Max Fury Road is the movie is fucking gorgeous, the colors, the yeah. oranges, the blues, the purple, and the, oh, it's just it's a gorgeous movie. And black and white, you're just like it's all gone. 
It's so fun. If but... you ever upgrade to 4K, make sure that's one of the first ones you watch. Yeah. Uh, with 4K setup. I would highly recommend the look of that movie. It's just, you'll be impressed. The first time you see flames in 4K in that movie, uh, they, did, they, did their, they did some justice. I'll check it out, yeah. Eventually, we're getting 4K when we move here in about a month, maybe. But yeah, eight eight. If it was released as a as a B movie, that would be cool. And the other thing is, is you had a grand opportunity to call episode eight, eight, yeah. and they fucking decided not to do that. And that um, honestly would have made it maybe slightly more cool, just because it's like maybe a little self aware. And also, I think it would have been a little bit better if they would have maybe taken this episode less seriously. Like it's laughably too serious. Yeah, you know it's. The it's octopus crazy. steals and hacks into a cell phone. It's fucking hilarious how bad it is. And a couple things I want last thoughts for me on this episode is one, I I think it would have benefited from black and white because look at the mist that has a black and chrome version as well. And that that movie's way better in black and white. Way better, yeah. And this is kind of the same thing. But the problem is, I don't see this as a filler. I see this as a horrible waste of an idea like they're clearly going for like a thing or alien or something like that but they failed so fucking bad in every aspect that it ended up being just a complete waste of an episode I, I, another one i want to know who, what were you trying to do here because you you didn't approach it you didn't you took like one step in you're like eh, it feels like it was written by somebody very juvenile yeah they need to. They need to like, go for it. No, yeah, it's, I, and it feels like a lot of the new Twilight Zone is maybe aiming for that age range, but I, I don't really appreciate that because I, I know when I was growing up, I didn't want to be talked down to. You know, that's kind of why the the John Hughes movies always work so well because they were made for that age group, but they were also made to where if you were older, you could still relate to it. You know, like it, it'll encompass. And that's why those kind of movies hold up well over time because the messages are the same. It's just time has, has passed since, since they came out. That's really the only difference. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, the, the style, you know, but... Yep. Yeah, Not but good. My number nine was Ovation, but what's your number eight? My number eight is Try Try, and I think you know why. <laughs> I absolutely hate Topher Grace. I can't stand him. Uh, I don't know why they keep using him and stuff. He, he's he's the guy that comes over and just tries way too hard. Like he, he kind of reminds he try, me of tries. Yeah, he tries. Yeah, he tries 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 too hard <laughs> to be cool. And it just the the more he tries, the more he just grates on my nerves. And I have a hard time trying to appreciate the story of anything. And that's the other part of it that I don't like. It's not really a story that I'm all that interested in because I know how it's going to play out. I I know you didn't agree with me on that review, but it's just I'm like this is just going to play out like he's a bad guy. You know, this is Groundhog Day except he doesn't have he doesn't turn around, he doesn't get it. He's not going to be he's going to be the bad guy. Once again, this is the the white man bad scenario and, and I just I'm I didn't feel like this one was remotely as preachy as anything from season one but i was still getting a little bit of a vibe from it like there was a lot of aspects of this that just irritated me yeah yeah if if i hated topher grace i'm i am completely indifferent on him um okay i I don't like i don't love him i don't hate him i 
as far as those two tones he can do, they worked in this episode for me. Those two tones fit perfectly. Um, that smarmy, I'm so adorable thing, and then the overly, overly uh, confident douchebag is the second note, and it worked. So if he had to do Those something else... Only two tones in anything he does. Yes, but I'm not judging other things he did. I'm judging this, and those two tones yeah. for me worked. If he tried to do a different role, like him in that eight episode with Joe McHale's shoes, he would have been so much. Oh God, would that have been better or worse? Because Joe McHale is just a boring. Like he's so boring in that episode. But this, I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine him trying something else. Uh, uh, this this episode reminds me of a modern day like Scooby Doo like guest star of the week like this week the Harlem Globetrotters like this is this week we have Toe for Grace remember Toe for Grace yay and it has nothing else to offer past that like this is the one with Toe for Grace in it that's just how it comes off to me and it it, it kind of pisses me off even more when I think about it now that's how I felt about the uh, Joe McHale and eight. Like, oh, we got yeah. Joe McHale. Cool, you going to do something with him? Oh, no, we just have him. Okay, cool, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Why? Hey, bye. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, my number eight was eight. Not by, not uh, just coincidentally, it was number well, it was at eight. At least you were more clever with it than the season was. <laughs> I, I didn't know until we were, like, halfway through recording. I numbered them, so I was getting lost. Because I have two seasons. I have season one and season two combined. Oh, okay. So I, I read off. I'll read at the very end. I'll go up my list. But um, I, yeah, if you want me to, I can rank season one. No, fuck it. Um, I didn't even think about it because I have watched all of them, and there there was maybe two out of season one that I thought were okay, but the rest of it was just ugh. Yeah, there's some disagreements between us and some of the fans with those. But oh, the other <laughs> thing we didn't mention, I need to mention real quick, is after we did this episode for uh, season two, we did redid the Redux for Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, and I did a poll, my fuck Mary kill thing or Mary fuck kill. And the winner was of the bracket was Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet. That's why we were doing it, and it it got voted to kill. I'm like, who the fuck? What? You guys chose this. Now you're saying kill it? I'm so confused. Your, your fans are just fucking with you. That's God, it's like you. a big troll. <laughs> your fans are trolling you. Uh, what's your number seven though? My number seven is Ovation. Okay. I, it it's just such an it. It didn't make me angry. It's just it's really boring. That that was the one episode. Well, there was two episodes this season. That's one of the ones where I was looking at my phone, like I was just checked out because this this it starts off with something kind of interesting, and then it just stalls and it drags so much. And and well, actually, it starts dragging in the first act, and then the the last act is just a slog to get through. And this is the one where we were like. We get it. We know what's going to happen. Just yeah. hurry up and get there. The journey is not fun. You're not offering anything else for us to enjoy here. Like, just get it over with. Like, what? We, the sisters is the next. Really? Like, we didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I, I mean, I just be re- you know saying everything I said in the, in the last episode we did, um, which is I, that's exactly what I said. The second time, first time I watched it, I was like, eh. Whatever. Brushed it off. Second time I had to sit there and watch that bitch sit in a cabin and read fucking magazines. And I was like, God, God, go somewhere. Get your wontons without cooking them. Just just like open up a, a whatever it was, wontons or something. Just eat them. Like just dry out of them. What has a better wonton scene? 
this episode ovation or the Ghostbusters 2016. We're only sure we got one wonton, and that was hilarious. I'm going to have to give it to this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. That but, one time joke went on way too long, just like the rest of that movie. Yeah. But it's it. I predicted it the second the sister looked at the pendant. I go, okay, sister's going to get it. So then I had to sit there for 35 more fucking minutes, twice, twice. Waiting for this reveal to happen. Like, what else could happen at this? Like, what else could be the twist? There's clearly setting up she's going to go do something. It's going to, it has to be that. It can't be anything else. And that's not exciting. They needed to rewrite this thing. The only thing that that I got out of this was after watching the the host of the show, uh, I can't remember his name right now, the the one that hosts the, Jordan Peele? The the talent show. Oh. What's that? Oh, um, Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon, because you're better at names than I am. After I watch it, I'm like, you know what? I really want to sit and watch the state again. Yeah. So I did. I watched the whole freaking state from start to finish. That's that's the only thing that came out of Ovation. I'm like, yeah, remember that show, The State? God, I love that show. You can watch The State. You can watch Reno. Yep. I love Thomas Reno's Lennon. He, I have him all, on my list as my second favorite. Over to Reno. Yeah. yeah. It's a. Uh, I guess they have new Reno episodes on Quibi. Still going. It's still going. I don't really need any more because every episode is kind of the same, but it's still fun. Like, oh, yeah. But I don't need any more. You uh, watch it because you like that combination of, of comedians. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know who they got back. Honestly, I haven't looked. But what is... Oh, my number seven is a human face. Oh, wow. Okay. What is your number six? A human face. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably yours. But... <laughs> we, were, we were close on that one. Yeah. yeah. Jansen and I had almost the exact same list, except two at the bottom were sw- swapped and two at the top were swapped, and that's the only difference we had. Yeah. Everybody had. You might also like last, so that's we're four for four I, now. I, I assumed as much. That that was the most <laughs> offensively bad one of the season. Like that one, I I honestly wanted to just walk out of that one. I'm just you know what? I've seen enough. Yeah. The longer it went, the angrier I got. I just I started scratching and. Getting uncomfortable and standing up and pacing in the room. Yeah. Let's just say it's the only one when I did my rewatch, I fast forwarded. I was like, okay, and then. <laughs> As you should. I don't want to watch this again. Uh, but yeah, Human Face is your number number six. Um, it's. I mean, you go ahead and give your thoughts first. This, this is your list. Oh, Human Face? <laughs> just. I don't get, like, this seems to be like a message type of episode, but I don't necessarily agree with the message. If the message is just give in to your your feelings and give up on the greater good, then I'm just like, no, this is why the Vulcans purge their emotions so that they don't have situations like this where everybody gets a dead loved one back again and gives up on everybody else and everything else that they stand for. You know, a a couple points there, it's like, you know, I kind of agree with uh, Elliot Stabler here. You know, it's it's like he's got some points, you know, but this episode's trying to make him come off like a dick. So there's too many conflicting feelings in this show that don't gel well with me and very underdeveloped characters, which character development is like really important for this. And, And I had mentioned that, Maybe we needed a little bit more of a flashback or, or some kind of just, you know, just a thought of, of, of something, bef- you know, before we were introduced to this creature in the basement, which happens to look like their daughter. Like we, we by the time she shows up, we feel nothing for her. Yeah. And 
you know, it, it doesn't work. It, it just, it, it's delivery was botched right from the get go. Yeah. I, I, a couple things off what you said. I don't, I didn't need a flashback scene. I needed them to show anything other than in the beginning. They should have had a conversation with them. In my opinion, they should have had a conversation in the beginning where they expressed more than the fact that they're sad. Something where they show who they are, especially in this type of episode where it's clearly about the characters. This is a character episode. Because it's all oh, you're doing is sitting there watching them talk. Yeah. That's it. So we need to know who the fuck we're watching. Why should we care? They're, they're listening to the radio. They're not even, they're not really that sad in, until yeah. this shit's what's happening. Like they, they should have, maybe, maybe, they, maybe it should have taken place sooner after this happened. You know, I don't know. It, they could have had a conversation about, do you remember that time she blah, blah, blah. It didn't have to be a flashback. Same same idea, I guess. Flashback yeah. or a conversation about her memory and like talking about how she died. Because by the time we get some of that information, I already get, didn't give a shit. One of those scenes where they find something in a room and then they say, hey, you remember when she... And like, they tried to do it, but they didn't do it enough. They, they, they really glossed over it, you know? And that could have been a good flashback time. She, he picks up her notebook and then it cuts back to her... You know, that sort of thing. Something connected to one second place at the four H club or something, some bullshit like yeah. that, you know, creative writing award, anything, you know, instead we get them yelling through a door in the bathroom for 20 minutes and then them <laughs> in an attic for 10 minutes. And then I, I, when you mentioned the husband, that was the other thing I was going to get to what you said. I didn't mind that because he was right. But he was right in his mind. He was right as far as he was shutting out the, what this thing was and denying what the wife felt. Correctly, he was correct. But the episode it loses itself because it's about him overcoming his anger and guilt and then just agreeing to go along with this creature that admits it's going to wipe out the human race. And like that's his twist? That's his, that's his character arc is that he... And, goes along with being eradicated what the fuck are we doing eradicator <laughs> so it's like another half idea they had that just didn't work yeah but also i enjoy, enjoyed watching these actors but i wish they just had more to do yeah it's it's, it's another waste of opportunities you know it's like oh we got our actors this week but we're not really going to give them anything to work with so I would compare this to last season's episode, um, A Traveler, with Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead. Shows up, he's an alien, and I was like, oh, this is this is interesting characters, interesting setting. Oh, they're not going to do anything with it. Oh, just kind of peters out. Like, aliens invade, same thing. And I was like, oh, that could have been fun, but no, this is kind of blah. Yeah. That, they had a lot of good actors in it, too. Yeah. Like, that, that was Greg, probably... Greg fucking Kinnear. One of the stronger episodes of that first season was that one. But yeah, it, it lost some opportunities. But it could have been way better if they would have focused more on a storyline instead of just be- Soviets. Like, what? Why are we talking about Soviets now? This is all the fuck over the place. But um, yeah, my number se- my number six is Among the Untrodden. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is Meet in the Middle. Oh, wow. And I know okay. we. I know we don't agree on that one because uh, it just uh, as much as I love Jimmy Simpson, um, I don't know. I just something about it was not all that interesting to me. It dragged a little bit more than it needed to, and um, 
I don't know. I didn't like the pacing. I was checked out. I didn't get the. I didn't buy into the romance because I didn't feel any chemistry between these two people. It was an interesting concept, but that's about it. I just, I just didn't like the way it played out. Yeah, it's a concept episode. It's the same mm-hmm. thing as the Who of You, just a concept episode. Yeah. Um, that one had a little bit more character. No. Had a little bit more whimsy and fun with its plot. This one was very serious, and it was just the movie Her. Um, I, I like that episode though. Now that I know that, I'll never watch that movie. <laughs> well, it's it's not that it doesn't end the same or anything like that. It's just I like the movie Her a lot. It's uh, it's definitely worth watching. It's a better version of this, but I like Meet in the Middle. It's higher up on my list, obviously. Um, I just like the ending and everything. I like that. Ah, he's fucked. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and I was excited because it was the first episode of the season. I was like, oh, wow, I like the first episode. Just like last year. I bet they're going to fuck it up from here. But it was also like, I'm probably not going to like any episode better than this. And I was wrong. And I was glad to be wrong. Especially after having to sit through a season one and then go to this. Like, you guys had a... a I had an advantage over you where I started with the second season first and then watched the first yeah. season. Not only that, we had to wait because they didn't dump them all on the same day. Okay. They were they, we had to wait to watch the episodes. We couldn't just binge watch them. So Oof. it was like, oh, the new episode. We're ready to do a pot. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know what? So I'll angry. Say, I'll, I'll say this binge watching them made them worse. Like, I just because you're like watching, like I don't know if I can sit through another one. Nope, nope, can't. Like I had to, I had to drag it out over like two or three days. I binge watched this season. I watched most of it in one day. This season didn't bother me. Season one, you're fucked either way. Oh, season two, I think I was, I had that wrapped up in like a day and a half. Uh, I, I, I didn't mind because I'm like, well, maybe this show ain't all that bad. Then I go back to season one, I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jimmy Simpson I like. Uh, Gillian Jacobs I like. Interesting twist, I guess. It was... I don't know. I really like the episode, so I have nothing else to say about it. I already said everything I have to say in the last episode, so I don't want to repeat myself. But yeah, it's interesting that you didn't, you didn't really care for it that much. No, what's your uh, number five? My number five is downtime. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. What's your number four? Downtime. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figured. The way, the way you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my number four. Downtime... It, yeah, real quick, uh, I was going to say, it's it's another episode that had promise and instead just went nowhere. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the first two minutes, and then after it, it reveals all of its cards right away, I'm like, well, now where are you going to go with this? And it doesn't go anywhere. No. I'm like, wow. It's the only one Jordan Peele wrote out of both seasons. He did a draft of Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, but you know it's a, already a, a story that was written. And performed twice, so I don't really count that one. So this is his first real episode he did solo. And it started off, like you said, I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? They start staring at the little, the big eye in the sky. And I was like, okay, cool. Are we showing the aliens arriving? We're not ending there? Like half the fucking episodes do in, in this show? And I was like, oh. the world! And then the second those kids walked into her house after her, I go, oh, they're in a computer simulation. Okay. Yep. And then it just goes from there. And the, the only scene I liked after that was, um, what's his name from uh, Rest of Development? 
Tony Hale. He's up on the roof. And he has a little scene with her. And I was like, oh, I like Tony Hale as this character. Oh, he's gone. Oh, okay, that was fun. And then she just goes back into the game. I wish they would have saved the reveal uh, a little bit longer. Like, they should have pushed that off as as long as possible and kept going with the... uh, Because when they think it's, like, an invasion aspect... Like I'm, I'm, I feel a little bit of tension. Yeah, I'm a little bit in, invested. I'm wondering. I'm like, oh, this is kind of creepy. This is cool, especially the whole thing with they're where they're just all kind of staring up the sky. That's another one where they could they could have done a lot more with this. You know, it's like you you had a little bit of Marathon Man there and a little bit of I Am Legend, you know, going on for a second, and right away it's like, oh no, this is a simulation. I'm just like, well, it's yep. a fucking bummer. And that's you know? halfway through the episode. They're in. So it's Grand Theft Auto, Twilight Zone style. Gotcha. It's Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky. It's uh, it's the Matrix. It's, it's all of those things. And yeah, like you said, the beginning was interesting. I was staring up, and I like the little comedic element where she runs past. Everyone's staring at the sky. And they, she, she runs past, and the camera pans over, and we got Jordan Peele staring up at the sky, and he looks down at the camera, does his intro. That was fun. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be uh, some humor to this episode. And there's no more humor until Tony Hale shows up at the end. And he's falls, almost falls flat, like right after the intro. Yeah, it's a, that was a, a real disappointment. It had promise. I was excited. It did. It had, it had something they could have gone with there, but again, wasted opportunities. Wasted. Uh, my number four was try try. What's your number three? My number three is a small town. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that particular one I thought was just kind of middle of the road meh. But then after I got to thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, no, actually that was more clever than I initially thought. Because I, I think I was wanting more than the episode was trying to give. Yeah. And I was being unfair to it. Yeah. that This is the episode that, if you remember, I talked for like 20 minutes about, this is yeah. all you need to be. Yes. I, I don't want anything grand or, you know, holy shit, they built... Simple story, good characters, interesting setting, sci-fi twist. That's it. That's all you have to Little touches. There's, there was nothing about this that really bummed me out other than I wanted more of it. Yeah, and that's how it should be. If you took something like this and made like an actual movie out of it, um, would probably be a halfway decent movie. Really. And this I think is, that's a compliment, you know. So. This, this episode would be the best movie out of all the other episodes. This is one of those where you guys talking about it kind of convinced me that it was better than I initially thought it was. Like, I, I kind of changed my mind and had a change of heart. This one. So that's, that's why it's higher up on my list than it initially would have been. Yeah. This is a, the, the light touch episode. There's not a whole right. lot of story. There's not a whole lot of character development. There's not a whole lot of sci-fi twist. A little bit sprinkled in. That's, that's all we need. A little taste. And we're out. And I want to go back to that place. It feels like classic Twilight Zone, for sure. Yeah. This is... It's an episode I will, I will go back to later on. One of the few ones from this 2019 Twilight Zone show. Maybe one of four episodes I'll watch again later on. My number three was uh, Meet in the Middle. What's your number two? My number two is Among the Untrodden. And uh, that, that one probably surprise you, but that's one where I know it's good because I wanted to hate it. 
Like I instantly wanted to hate it, and I'm like, no, I'm still invested. Nope, I want to know where this is going to go. Yeah, I, I was uh, hooked because I was getting elements from things that I like. I was getting a little bit of the craft. I was getting a little bit of uh, the faculty. You know, some of that going on. At one point, it felt like it was maybe trying to aim towards teenagers, but then it wasn't. I was getting a little bit of a carry element. And also, this particular one, I had no idea how it was going to end. Yeah. Like, like, there was things that were teased, but they, they were paid off. There were setups and payoffs that were well executed, and I was happy with the way it ended. Uh, it, it, it interested me. I, I was uh, genuinely surprised that I didn't hate this. I, I actually liked this a lot more than I thought it would. I completely agree with everything you just said. It's, it's, I, I did the same thing where I'm like, oh, fucking, oh, man, this episode. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, oh, it's doing something different. Okay, we're doing this now. And I was like, oh, where are they going to go with this, though? Oh, oh, they're going here. Like, it kept me moving, kept me guessing. And it was, it's fun. I liked it better the second time around, actually. Um, I think a lot of that's the pacing too. Like it, it, it doesn't. It just when you think it's going to start to annoy you, like it changes. It changes speeds. Yeah. It goes a little bit in, in a different direction. And yeah, I like. I like the fact that it kept going. It didn't waste your time with any bullshit. It was like the complete opposite of o- ovation, which is exactly. You know, it's a similar simple story, but just drags so bad. And this one just like just you fly through it. And you don't really mind going through. You, I wouldn't have. I didn't keep my subscription, so I didn't watch any of these a second time. But I wouldn't have mind sitting through this one again. It's one that I could. I could, if I sat down and really thought about it for a long period of time, I'd probably swap it with downtime. I could put downtime lower than this, because um, I don't want to watch downtime again for a while. No. But I could watch this one for a third time, and be fine, and be like, "Oh, there's that." Like I feel like it's kind of like a. Fight Club type movie. You're like, oh, that's what that was. Okay, you get little there was like nuggets. One little piece of cringe, and that's when they started doing the slow mo walk with like the rap yeah. music playing in the background. I, I hate it when they do that in in TV mm. shows. It's good when they use it in comedy, but when they do it in something that isn't comedy, it just feels like you know that's this is really like early two thousands bullshit. This Kill Bill. You know, just yeah, <laughs> we're moving past this now. We don't think Guy Ritchie's unique anymore. Just move, you know? Let's move on. And I like the fact that every time I thought it was going super cliche high school stuff, like when they're on the, the roof and they're or the balcony and they're drinking and smoking, and I'm like, oh, God. It ends. And it ends by her falling off the fucking roof. And, like... <laughs> it, again, you didn't see that coming. No. It's, it's almost like, like, guys, we know this is cliche. Give it a minute. Didn't think that you see that one coming, did you? Also, when they're in the hallway and uh, the the key turns into dust, and she starts messing around with the the school lady there, like I didn't see that coming either, and I and I appreciated that. It wasn't I, it, I didn't feel like when I was watching this that I'd seen this movie before. Like it reminded me of other movies, but it wasn't doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's a fun episode. It's yeah. and like you said, the biggest compliment we can give it is we thought we were gonna hate it and we were ready for it, and it won us over. It won us over. Yep. I think I'll probably have to swap them I don't know if we ever talk about these again. I, I liked it better than downtime. I just made this list and I was like, eh. But my number three, we're on three, right? No, we're on number two. Oh, my number two, Small Town. Okay. Which brings us to our number one, which is the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't sing this one enough praise. If you If you take this concept and give us more episodes like this... 
you'll have a hit show on your hands. That's all there is to it. This is what I want from Twilight Zone. This is one of those fun ones where actors can have a good time with their roles. It's funny. It's self-aware. It's also uh, clever. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I, 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 When I started watching this, it started making me think, well, maybe this isn't a complete waste of time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I liked that. I want more of that. He's, got, you're you're got, talking about like, you might also like, right? There was, yeah, you might also like this. There was nothing like this in season one at all. Not even close. No. This is, we're talking about the who of you, obviously. Uh, so yeah. here's here's how this ranks. You and I rank at number one. Frank rated at number one. Jansen rated at number two. And he said, we can't confirm this. It's that he lost until we get your vote. So now that we got your vote, Jansen's outvoted. He put Small Town as number one, and this That's is cool. number two. Yeah. Um, so he just has, like I said, we just have two swapped. Um, yeah, who of you? It was, it was. I'm going to say this, and it's a huge compliment coming from me, especially because I've been so critical of this new Twilight Zone. It's a solid episode. It's solid. All the way through, I liked it. I, I wanted to watch more. I watched it twice, and I'll, I'm going to watch this one again and again. This is a fun episode, and there's there's comedy when he's throwing, he's throwing himself around on the street. Hey, you! <laughs> throwing himself across the street. Shit's funny. And Billy Porter's in it. I like Billy Porter. Um, and Billy Porter's got some comedic elements where he's flirting with a cop. <laughs> and then the little kid. I, we don't get to see the scene where the little kid's <laughs> lowering himself with sheets into the window. I kind of wanted that. You know what? This is this 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 episode is a better version of the movie Fallen. Like like I, yeah. I there were aspects of that movie that I liked, especially there's that one guy that says, "You know what you look like with this sandwich shoved up your ass? Like a fat fuck with a sandwich shoved up his ass." <laughs> That's like one of my favorite quotes from that movie, but I hate that movie. You know what I mean? I don't this is I like a that movie. version of that movie. <laughs> yeah. That movie's so 90s. And that's his only real detriment. Other than that, it's got a solid okay. plot, solid character, or solid actors. Denzel and uh, John Goodman, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that movie. Yeah. Especially when the... the, the this is better, especially when they do the thing with the eyes. Like, they zoom in on the eye, yeah. and they zoom out, and that tells the audience exactly what's going on. Like, you get it right away. And the first time it happens, you're like, what the fuck just happened? And then suddenly she looks down and sees the money, and... I like that. Uh, and then you see oh, Ethan Embry like drop the, the gun. Episode? Wasn't this the first episode where they dipped, uh, dumped the blue filter that we were yeah. complaining about too? Yeah. They, yeah, because the first one uh, episode is meet in the middle, and then it goes to ovation, right? I have it pulled up actually. Um, meet in the middle, downtime. Downtime. Sorry. And then the hoop. Yeah, this is the first episode that gets rid of that shit, and I don't think they really go back to that. No, they didn't. Good, because it's, it's the, if you watch season one, you're not leaving that fucking thing. Nope. It, it's Especially in that episode, Point of Origin. I was like, God, stop it. Stop moving the fucking cameras. Like, opening people's faces and blue filter. I'm like, oh, God, stop. And then it happens in the who, or meet in the middle. And I was like, oh, we're doing this again? <laughs> like, and then uh, downtime a little bit. It, they need to, each episode needs to look different. 
different... This is one of the only episodes I watched this whole series where I'm not sitting there thinking, if I did something differently, I would do this. I would not change a single aspect of the show. None of the actors, none of the lines, the delivery, the pacing, the dialogue, uh, the way it was shot. No, I, I would. I, I think it's... If I can't find anything wrong with it, I guess that makes it perfect. So and that's why it's my number one. I only have Probably one thing wrong one with it. Series. Yeah. yeah, this is the best episode of the entire series. So far. I uh, I only have one complaint, and that's when the cop is talking to uh, Billy Porter, and then he changes back into that jogger, and he's like, all right, where were you? He's like, some curio shop on Cherry Street. And he's like, let's go to Cherry Street right now. You're like a human uh, <laughs> geolocator. What? Yeah, human GPS. And they go, and apparently Cherry Street is like, 12 hours away because they don't show up again until nighttime when he, the little kid's sneaking into the curio shop. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did it take him so long? It's almost like uh, Friday the 13th, the series type logistics. Yeah. Like, oh, they all wind up this park bench immediately. Just yeah. They're all waiting. <laughs> and then uh, I laughed so hard when the little kid, when uh, Ethan Embry's body turned into a little kid and he starts crying and the cops like, ah, ah, because <laughs> they're both screaming. That part's funny. There's some, it's, it's not... one of those ones where any actor involved with this would just love yeah. doing this. You know I mean, they, they, they want roles like this. Uh, most actors, when they're winning a, like an Oscar or an Emmy, they win it because they're portraying somebody else or portraying a multitude of people. Kind of like uh, McAvoy doing uh, Split. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You got to be all those different people. I think an actor would love to do something like that. It, I'm not even an actor. It, it was nice to see Ethan Embry get something great. Because I, I've been a fan of him since, since I was a little kid, with Dutch and movies like that. So I was like, "Oh, good, he got an awesome role." And I'm watching him. I'm like, oh, "Okay, what's?" He? And then he's trying to change his bodies. And I'm like, "Oh, he's not gonna be in the episode anymore. This sucks." I thought it was just gonna follow the person, you know. And I was like, "Ah, shit!" And he's in the rest of it, and it's he's fucking great. He's great, <laughs> and yeah, it's solid episode all the way through. It's gonna be up there with like it competes with the best of the Twilight Zone, honestly, for me. Yeah, it could go. It could go on one of them lists for sure. Um, yeah, that's the top of our list. Um, and just to recap, I I did two seasons worth. So bottom on my list, you might also like right above that, Wonderkin, Ovation, Not All Men, Point of Origin, Eight, Replay, Human Face, Six Degrees of Freedom above that, Among the Untrodden, A Traveler, Downtime, Blurry Man. Uh, and here's where it gets to the list of episodes I would watch again. Like, I would actively go out of my way for. Um, Blue Scorpion. Try oh, Try. Yeah. Comedian. Meet in the Middle. Small Town. Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Who of you? Yeah. A lot of episode... Or a lot of season two at the top. Yeah. Because season two is an improvement. But like I had mentioned before, and I was kind of holding all those thoughts for this episode, which I unfortunately didn't make, and I apologize, but... Um, it's a good start, but it's still not enough. Like, you need to try harder. When you're only making 10 episodes for a season, you're making somebody wait a year for it, and you're releasing it on a platform where you're charging somebody a premium fee, needs to be better than this. Uh, two or three episodes out of a 10-season, 10-episode uh, season is just not enough. Like, it, it's it's average at best. You know, you've got one really good episode which carries the whole season, but still not enough. Like I would have maybe kept my CBS All Access subscription 
had I enjoyed this episode more. But since I ended on such a sour, sour fucking note yeah. with you might also like, I couldn't wait to cancel my fucking subscription. That was like an absolute kick in the nuts to anybody that ever liked Twilight Zone ever. Just an absolute donkey punch kicked to the fucking balls. It was awful. That's why in my introduction, when I had my robot be like, you know, her little intro I do, it says, maybe the last episode of the Twilight Zone <laughs> ever? Because they have not maybe. announced a season three yet. Nope. So. Season two needed to be stronger than this. It, like I said, it, it, just being an improvement over season one is not any kind of a compliment. Because season one was a dumpster fire uh, compared to most shows that I've seen. Especially when you got, you know, uh, episodic science fiction like this. There's no fucking excuse for it in 2020 to have these bad scripts, these bad plots, or wasted actors, or wasted talents, or shooting everything through the same filter. Is just no. There's no excuse for it. You got CBS All Access. You got C. You got two different Star Trek shows in the Twilight Zone. Step your fucking game up. Three, Seriously. three Star Trek shows now. Oh God! Uh, are we counting upper decks? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> or lower decks or whatever the fuck it's called i mean yeah star trek show oh christ yeah three three, ser- three series of star trek one of the most classic science fictions there are and the twilight zone <coughs> and you this is probably i do believe this is probably the best they could do and it's just not good enough we have higher standards things have been made long long time ago that are way better than this there's no fucking excuse for it if you're only doing 10 episodes, really, really spend your time on those scripts. Yeah. And don't overwrite them, but, like, how do we make this better? What's a better way to conceal our twist? What's a better way to get people to connect with these characters? What's a better, like, simple stuff. I always ask for simple. Sci-fi doesn't need to be super complicated. It doesn't. It, it, unless you like Star Trek or something like that, where they get, like, down the weeds of about, you know the science part of it, but this is Twilight Zone. Just a simple story that's interesting, carries it carries its own weight. That's all we're looking for. And well, some of the appeal of Twilight Zone over the years, too, man, is the fact that it's, it's so... It has such a wide range of audiences that it can attract. You know what I mean? Like, it's... There's a little something for everybody in Twilight Zone. If you're not into spaceships and aliens, if you're not into androids and, you know... Ribbit cyber and you know man versus humanity type of shit you know that's fine you don't need that with with uh twilight zone twilight zone is surface level entertainment and it should appeal to a wide range of people you shouldn't just be aiming at the twitter audience you know it should be something for everybody exactly and here's my challenge to the writers to the creators for season three do not have one episode out of your 10 not one of them have an alien invasion at the end. Because you have, what did I say, five out of 20? That's a quarter of the episodes. Have an alien invasion at the end. Stop it. Stop it. It, it. You don't need to do it anymore. You've done it. Move the fuck on. Come up with something else. You know what would be worse, though? Evil painting. <laughs> oh, God. I take an evil fucking painting right evil now. Evil painting with voodoo. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. No, no, no. Let's not do that. <laughs> you should have mentioned that on your Twilight, or not your Twilight Zone, your Tales from the Crypt uh, uh, Demon Knight. Hey, there was no evil paintings and there was no voodoo. That's a definite plus. That's at least a star all that's by a, itself. That's a win. 
Yeah, just wanted to get you on and get your top ten list because why not? Um, oh, that's cool. I appreciate it. That was fun. Yeah, the uh, I missed out on the on the rigmarole. That's all right. We talked for a long fucking time, so maybe. <laughs> I summarize a season with, with you know four or five people. Yeah, yeah it was a, it was a bit much, but um, what I was gonna say, what are we looking forward to in season three if they do it? I already said my piece. Just don't do another alien invasion one. Yeah, everything doesn't always have to end in dystopian. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a, a world-ending thing. You could even be a little bit ambiguous, where maybe it hap- maybe there's a world-ending thing, and maybe there isn't. But it's just, so much of this just feels like well. Everybody has to die because of this thing. Because octopuses stole a fucking cell phone. and uh, They did that and Blurry Man had a good fake out at the beginning. Where you look at the window and they're like, oh, the world's ending. It ends up being a scene that they're shooting for the Twilight Zone. That was a good little fake out. I don't that mind. Zed Beats. You can bring her back yeah. for some more episodes. That'd be great. I yeah. think she's great. Yeah. Seth Rogen is a bit weird, but yeah. He's always weird. He just, he is. He's Seth Rogen. He's fucking weird. I just, what I'd like to see is a variety. Because right now we don't really have much of a variety. They're all three or four different categories you can fit them in. The original Twilight Zone was all the fuck over the place like we talked about. You have alien ones. You have morality tales. You have your serious ones. You have your failed comedy episodes. You have, you have everything. Anything you can want, there it is. And here we are with this new one. It's like, well, everyone's shitty. So here you go. And you're like, okay. Even the ones that could have been like a twist with inspiration, like Ovation, was just everyone shitty. That's all that was. Yep. Had a chance and it blew it. But um, any any parting words for season two or season one? See, season one, fuck you. Uh, season two improvement but not enough like if i had to give it like a letter score it'd probably be like a, a d minus or a c because you have that that one class that you're acing but everything else you're flunking out on so i would give that class that you're acing is that one the who of you whoever did that bring that person back and make them write all the episodes going forward i would give season one uh, i'd fail it season two i would give a C minus. There you go. Because I liked a little more than you did. There's, yeah, there's... you liked some episodes a little bit more than I did. Yeah, I, I, I wanted more because you know I, I love classic Twilight Zone. I know which episodes I like enough to know what I want from Twilight Zone. Yeah, and that's why they need more of a variety, um, just to check check some of the boxes of all right. Well, this one's not for me, but it, I didn't hate it because there's Twilight Zone classics, classics that I I, mean, I, I just go. Eh. Like, Eye of the Beholder does nothing to me. I feel nothing watching that episode. Sorry. What? <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Did you play something? <coughs> no, uh, Eye of the Beholder is my favorite episode. Yeah. It, it does nothing for me. It, it's... I get why people like it, but that's why I like having a variety on that show. Is But also, that, that one is probably not aged as well, but that was doing dystopian when everybody wasn't doing it all the time like they are now. Yeah, I say I like the last five minutes of that episode a lot. When and I was like, I want to see what the fuck happens from here. Oh, it's done. That's just that's how I feel about it. Um, there's episodes I love, like the silence is is like right up my alley. That's an episode I can't get enough of. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I, I watch a lot of sci-fi, too, man. And I'm not saying that, that Twilight Zone has to always be sci-fi, either. You can do, do something with some human element, you know. I mean, Stephen King wrote things that weren't horror. You know, I mean, it, it is possible to... And he made my favorite movie, King. not writing horror. Shawshank, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, I mean... Stand by me. I mean, th- these are things that that have held up well over the years because the writing is so good. Yeah. You know, and that's what you, you know. I, I know Frank doesn't always agree with me when I say this, but like, you don't have to think short term when you're writing an episode of a TV show. You want to think, you know, w- will this last? You know, will will this hold legs? Or are you just doing flavor of the week? That's why I don't really like you know Black Mirror that much because yeah. you're dealing with today's tech techno. It's technophobia, you know, and when you watch that shit 10, 15 years from now, you're going to laugh at it. Yeah. Either those things will come true or it, it'll be, you know, stupid and you'll laugh at it because it's, it's or it's going it, to be 1970s where they're drawing a picture of two thousands and we're all flying around in, in little cars and have silver suits. Yeah. And you're like, really? You, you thought that was going to happen in 30, 30, 40 years. Wearing satin pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when do your plugs? Yeah, check me out at uh, RaidersLostFlicks.com on YouTube. Uh, every Friday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, we watch and review a bad movie. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not always bad. Maybe it's something that you like or something that's good. But I usually try to focus on things that you might have forgotten. So uh, and we watch it in a live setting, and then we, we, uh, we make crack jokes through the whole thing, and then we score it and review it, and we let the audience join in with that as well. So check that out. RaidersLostFlicks.com is my link to everything. Uh, Raiders underscore OTLF on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like a part two episode almost, but uh, just Loitering Wonderland, Loitering Wonderland on YouTube. Just go subscribe there. Uh, we do live shows every Tuesday and Wednesday for this show and Tesla Script. Uh, but yeah, I think we're done. Until. I'm also on Facebook. If Facebook is your thing, you can go there too. I'm sorry if Facebook's your thing. If L- it is. L I W the T Z review on Twitter. And he's Raiders underscore O T L F. Yep. Um Yeah, until next time in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. No man Wilcox. So long citizens. So long season two. So long Jordan Peel. So long CBS all access that nobody kept a subscription to. <laughs> <laughs>